0: You're listening to Rhema for Today.
1: Now, friends, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is God's I will to every seeker for salvation, for spirit, soul, and body. Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, hanging on the cross in agony and in blood, is God's, I have delivered you, and this is what it cost me. Can you doubt his willingness? Later on in this 8th chapter, we read as we've looked at it heretofore in the 17th verse, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Can you doubt his willingness?
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagin continues his classic teaching, Son of Righteousness. You don't want to miss this powerful teaching. Also, later in this program, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, here's Brother Hagen with today's teaching. I don't really
1: know of anybody that would dispute the fact that he's able to do it. They used to tell us among the Baptists, I was born and raised among the Baptists, that, you know, Jesus just didn't do things today like he did when he was here on earth. That he could all right, that he has the power, that he has the ability, that he could, but that that's just not his will for today. And then we saw some people get healed anyhow, not because of it, but in spite of it, so they changed a little bit. And so they said, well, now, now the Lord can, and it is his will in some cases. But others, it's not his will to heal. Then the devil told me now you're one of them that is not as well to heal. So my faith wouldn't function. I had to get that settled. That's one reason I stayed there. There's a lot of reasons, but that's one here's one reason I stayed on the bed for 16 months before I was raised up from a deathbed was because I uh I didn't see this. Now let's stop just a moment here and analyze a few things I uh, I could have died, the doctor said any minute, thank God it didn't, but it would have been very easy to have gone ahead and died and gone to heaven. I would have been in heaven. I was a Christian, you see, but I just wouldn't have been healed. Why didn't God just go ahead and heal me anyhow? Well, God moves on certain principles, friends, and God operates by certain laws. Are you listening to me? And when you understand those principles and understand those laws, You see, there are spiritual laws that govern the operation over in the spirit realm, just like there are natural laws that govern the operation in this natural realm. And you get in contact with those laws, they're going to work for you. For instance, the law of faith. Well, the law of faith, faith doesn't say, you know, if you will, faith knows the will of God, or it cannot operate. And so I didn't know about the willingness, but thank God I learned it. Jesus, once and for all, settled the fact when he said to this man, I will be thou clean. The man had said, if thou will, thou can. If you will, in other words, you can make me whole or make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. I will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, friends, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is God's I will to every seeker for salvation, for spirit, soul, and body. Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, hanging on the cross in agony and in blood, is God's, I have delivered you, and this is what it cost me. Can you doubt his willingness? Later on in this 8th chapter, we read, as we've looked at it heretofore, in the 17th verse, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Can you doubt his willingness? Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Again, you remember Jesus In the 15th chapter of Matthew, we're here in the 8th and 9th chapters, but the 15th chapter of Matthew, he speaks of healing as being the children's bread. Hallelujah. Well, no earthly father worthy of the name will withhold bread from his children, much less our heavenly father. You know, Jesus also taught us to pray in what we call the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, there is no sin, there is no sickness in heaven. There is nothing that can defile that can enter there. And he said, pray, thy will be done on earth. Didn't he? As it is in heaven. God's desire for our bodily healing is just as real and as true as his desire for our spiritual well-being. You remember the third epistle that John wrote, the second verse, praying for the beloved Gaius. He prayed, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Well, some folks said that's just, that's just, it was just his desire for this, this beloved Gaius. Well, if that's the case then, then he wasn't writing under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, then you ought to tear that out, the Bible, because it don't belong to us. It belonged to Gaius. But again, if John, the apostle, is inspired by the Spirit of God to write this letter to Gaius, After all, Paul was writing a letter to the church at Corinth. Does it belong to the church now? See what I mean? Paul was inspired and wrote a letter to the church in Rome. Does it belong to the church now? If it doesn't, just tear those out. Paul was inspired by the Spirit of God to write a letter to the the churches in Galatia. Does it belong to the church now? If it doesn't, then just tear out that. Paul was inspired by the Spirit of God to write a letter to the church at Ephesus, Philippi, Colossae, Thessalonica. Does it belong to the church now or did it just belong to them? If it's inspired by the Spirit of God, it belongs to all of us, doesn't it? If it doesn't, then let's all that out. Paul was inspired to write two letters. To Timothy. Well, now, did he just write to Timothy alone? I mean, is that just for Timothy's benefit? Not us. Doesn't apply to us anyway. If he's inspired by the Spirit of God in his writings, then it belongs to us. If not, then this take out those two. He was inspired to write a letter to Titus. Does that just belong to Titus? Is he just writing to Titus, not including us? If he's inspired by the Spirit of God to write, then it belongs to us. If not, this tear that out. He wrote a letter to the Hebrew Christians. But does it apply to us? Is there anything in there to bless us? If not, this tear that out. Before you know it, we got half the New Testament gone. <laughs> then we'll take up John's writings. Well, who'd John write to? Well, this letter is those who are opponents of divine healing, you see, and prosperity, when we quote 3 John 2, said that just applies to that, to Gaius. Well, let's tear that one out then. Before you know it, it's like I said, the story I heard years ago, the little girl going to church, the pastor who had just come there, he is just fresh out of the cemetery, I mean the seminary, (laughs) and uh, and so the little girl, you see, just had the backs of the Bible under her arm. Well, he, the preacher was there, pastor, shaking hands with folks. And he thought, you know, it's like a Bible of mine one time, just come loose from the back, you know. And she just lost the insides maybe on the way and hadn't noticed it. And he said to her, honey, he said, you, you know, that you don't have anything but the backs there, your Bible. Did you lose the inside? No. She said, every time you said something wasn't farce, I tore that page out and said, all I've got left is the back, and I'm expecting to get rid of it today. <laughs> now, that is humorous, but it is, yet illustrates a fact. If we're not careful, before you know it, you don't have anything left of the New Testament. It's all gone. No, it, John is an apostle. John is anointed with the Spirit. John is, is inspired with the Spirit of God. Then if I, if I can't believe this, then how can I believe 1 John? Amen. The first epistle he wrote. Or the second epistle he wrote. No, if the Holy Ghost, if John's inspired by the Spirit of God to write the letter to Gaius, just like Paul was inspired by the Spirit of God to write the letter to the churches, then it applies to me as well as them. Then he, the Spirit of God, through the apostle of John, is expressing God's desire for every one of his children. Amen, isn't that right? Beloved, beloved, beloved. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul doth prosper. It's talking about three different things. Material, financial prosperity, physical prosperity, health, and spiritual prosperity. Praise God. God is interested in us, spirit, soul, and body, friends. Amen. Amen. But you see, our problem is this, that we have been so religiously brainwashed that it's difficult to accept truth. I said it's difficult to accept truth. And so you see, we divide into different groups. Should not be so, but we do. Is the Word of God the inspired Word of God or is it not? Well, now, of course, we Baptists, we're always taught that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. And I'd found out through the years, usually if you can show people the Baptist necessity, something's in the Bible, they're prone to accept it. I've got more Baptist preachers baptized with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues than any other group. Because being Baptist myself of Baptist background, I knew how to, you know, talk to them. In fact, I never did talk to one of them yet. Of course, you understand there's a lot of them I haven't discussed with. But I've never talked to one of them yet. But before, by the time I was finished, at least, and sometime beforehand, they just said, all right, I'm ready. Just got up, knelt down, said, just lay your hands on me. I'll be filled right now. And just went off talking in tongues immediately. Because they'll believe the Bible. They've been taught to believe that. But you see, other groups sometimes have been taught that the Bible is not literally inspired. It's not the inspired Word of God. That Well, it contains the Word. You've sort of got to search around, hunt around to find it, but it's in there somewhere.
0: You're listening to RAMA for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of the three CD set by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Son of Righteousness. And when you purchase the CD set, you'll receive the book by Kenneth W. Hagen entitled, Where is God in My Storm? Free. This offer normally retails for $32.95, but this month's special is $21. That's $11.95 off the retail price. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. But also, we got another big event coming up on
1: Monday, November the 27th. That's right after midnight, Thanksgiving. Midnight to
0: midnight.
1: Yes. 50% off of everything in our online book bookstore. Store. Cyber own, Monday. Yes, yeah, Cyber Monday. And it's only on, it does not include any special offers in there, so it's 50% off. Of All of the our products. faith library pu- publications. That's our right. publications Our publications yes. Our faith library publications So go there and if you want to know more about it well, You can go to rhema.org And it will tell you exactly what to do Okay
0: Tomorrow on Rhema for Today We'll continue with Kenneth E. Hagan's Life changing message Son of Righteousness That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today With Kenneth and Lynette Hagan